Florida State crushed Wake Forest, and I'm going to tell you why the play calling was the biggest difference why. You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Brian Smith, here on a Sunday to wrap up Florida State's 41-16 to victory. Just wanted to kind of go over some of the stats, give some credence to not only the players, but in this episode, Mike Norvell and his coaching staff. Each one of them deserves credit for the play calling on both sides of the ball, but I am going to mainly focus on the offense. So with that, we're going to talk team stats, we're going to talk play calling and situation, and we're also going to go over a little bit with the players themselves that made some of the big plays. So first off, 41-16, and I'm just kind of looking at some team stats, but anytime you win the overall total, 508 to 210, it's a good sign. 298 yards positive for the Knowles, 382 yards passing to 82. That, that's incredible. Uh, Mitch Griffiths was completely out of sync from, honestly, the outset. Uh, going back through some of my notes and stuff, I didn't know much about him before the season, but I'd seen him play a little bit. So Florida State took him out of rhythm very quickly. Yards per pass. How about this? 10.6 for the Knowles, 5.1 for the Demon Deacons. That is horrific. The only stat here that gave any credibility to Wake Forest, but it's deceiving, they technically outrushed Florida State 128 to 126. Why? I'll get into that in a second, but it goes back to that play calling. The only thing that really ticks me off and this is something I've been saying for a while. If you want to compete for a title, this is a no-no. And you cannot have dumb penalties. Florida State had 115 yards of penalties. That's horrific. That's the one thing in this game. I just want to get it out of the way. I'm not going to harp on it after this. But you're not going to beat elite teams in big games if you have 115 yards of penalties. That's it. All right. So to the point about the play calling. Last week. I mentioned directly Florida State would probably run the football and be able to just run over Wake Forest. And I still think they can. But the way Wake Forest played defense, their scheme, their idea that they were going to play the way they did, being aggressive in certain situations. And quite frankly, Jordan Travis just being on and the coaching staff and the Knowles adjusting. Yeah, I think we should just go right back and repeat the obvious, the passing total. Not all of it was Jordan Travis but almost all of it was, 382. Wake Forest could not handle the talent outside, and I talked about play action hitting big plays. Florida State hit more big plays than I could count, including that great catch by Keon in, in the corner. And they just out-talented them. Sometimes it's the forest for the trees with play calling. Hey, they're going to come up. They're going to take some chances. There's a couple of guys we can take advantage of, et cetera, et cetera. Any possible way that Florida State could carve them up through the air, and everybody deserves credit. And I couldn't name them all. The ball boy deserves credit for this. It was fantastic. Florida State is not a team that just runs the ball, that just passes. They adjust. That's why they're so difficult to slow down. But I was a little bit surprised, even though I, it, it's Wake Forest. It's not like they're chock full of first and second round picks on their defense. But they just flat carved them up to a point that it was comical. And Florida State, if they'd wanted to be a little more aggressive or to left guys in the game a little bit longer, could have dropped a 50-burger on them. 
They could have. They missed some points. And, again, penalties were part of that, et cetera, too. But Florida State's offense was pretty darn good. They missed a couple of opportunities, but that's not overwhelming. But here's something I want to just kind of get into very specifically. When a team comes up, even like the, the TV copy is terrible for this, and it's the unfortunate part of football, when they come up, meaning the corners, and sometimes you don't see all of it, how they're positioned to the freaking inch, the inch that matters this way or that way, they will they will take advantage of it. Saban talks a lot about this with his corners. He wants them adjusted based on where the ball is in the middle of the field to this way or this. Every coach has a method for it. Florida State, Keon, et cetera, they smoked them based on every little inch of the field, technique, 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 and they murdered them. The play calling adjusted, too, because, again, I think they wanted to run the ball against them, kind of keep things out of harm's way because it wasn't like Wake was going to beat them otherwise. But when you can flat out destroy a team the way Florida State destroyed them through the air, they just kept doing it. Don't, don't ruin a good thing, right? If, they're, if it's working, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Florida State took that mentality after the first quarter, and they just utilized it as often as they could. And the only other stat that I, I'm still a little surprised by it, rushing attempts for the Knowles was 30, and that counts towards the end of the game when you're running the ball a little bit just to get the clock out. They passed it 36 times. I did not see that coming. But, again, they adjusted, so that's awesome. Here's the other thing, situationally. They didn't care if it was in the middle of the field, in the red zone, or whatever. When they found a matchup they liked, they did not care. They were aggressive. And there were a few really big blunders by Wake Forest. Run fits, uh, situationally putting guys. I, I know, that again, they don't have a ton of players that can hang with Florida State, but they had mismatches all over, and Florida State exploited. When a team fails that you're going against, the worst thing you can do is let them off the hook. Florida State is a team that should be able to beat Wake Forest pretty much every time, but they struggled with them recently. They let them off the hook. They shot themselves in the foot. This game was redemption from that standpoint, first off, but they also didn't leave any doubt. By the end of the first half, you're like, okay, well, we kind of see how this is going. And then they didn't let up in the second half. That was probably the biggest takeaway, I thought, from an overall look at the team. In the second half, Florida State hit big plays offensively and defensively. And maybe even more important on defense, because a lot of times teams just lose effort. They don't hustle to the football. Florida State did not do that on a consistent basis. Guys were getting after it, trying to make an effort to chase down each and every player. Mitch Griffiths, I mean, he threw for 82 yards. It's hard not to throw for 80 or over 100 yards in a, in a football game. They murdered them up front in the secondary, et cetera. Here are a couple of stats that I found interesting for the players themselves. Just looking at Florida State, I mean, Jordan Travis was 22 of 35 for 359 and three touchdowns. No interceptions. Again, this is the mental part. When you get up big, sometimes guys will take chance. Hey, I can throw this. Um, he'll make the play. They're not good enough. We're rolling today. This is good. You have to play every snap the same way. It's a yes-no situation on when and where to throw the football. Just because you're up, you can't get lazy. You can't take things for granted. And he didn't have a pick. Trey Benson, he had 55 yards on 10 carries. The consistency with that was what I was most interested in. Florida State didn't hit a home run ball, which shocked me, but they had an 18, a 14, and a 16. Jordan Travis had a – it was good to see Jordan get a nice run there, too. He had a 14-yarder. Hill only had 11 yards, but that's about the only player that didn't have a big game for Florida State that got the ball more than a handful of times. That's a pretty good sign. Receiving, 
The other thing, even though Benson didn't have a huge game running the ball, he had an 80 yarder in the past game. Jaheim Bell, who I knew was going to have a good game, four for 51, that's good for him. And then like Morlock, Ja'Kai Douglas, Portier, they, they just, everybody contributed. But it's the number of guys that got huge plays. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They had like eight plays of over 20, just passing the ball. It doesn't even count the running game. So Florida State's balance, I was talking to a buddy of mine about this. Name a team that is more balanced when they're on than Florida State on offense. You could argue LSU, but Florida State beat them head to head and did it pretty convincingly. So I say you can't use LSU as the prime example. There are other teams. I mean, Washington, but they're not as balanced. I keep bringing this back up. It's kind of fun to talk about, but they might be the most balanced offense in the country. So hats off to all the guys. And even though it's not statistics, the O-line's playing better too. They didn't have a bad day. Um, The defense didn't get a sack, which is kind of surprising, but Wake was in and out so often. uh, Deflections, keeping guys out of the passing lanes that should have been like an easy first or second or option for the quarterback, Mitch Griffiths. Florida State took him away. He didn't have options out there. I mean, he was pathetic in terms of stats, but he just didn't have enough help. Florida State overwhelmed them. The only other thing that I would say about this is, again, this is kind of like the Syracuse game, and I thought they were going to kill him. I picked him to win 45-20, so I was pretty close. If you could bottle this effort, like the Syracuse game, those are the two best games Florida State played start to finish. This is the way you'd want to do it. Not everybody plays road games like this. Syracuse was at home. Important note here. When you can carry yourself on the road from start to finish and beat an opponent that had quite honestly beat you here recently, and you could win by 25, it's kind of hard to complain. Florida State probably could have added more to it, but I was just glad to forget the score and the stats. The effort was great. So defense, offense, everything looked pretty good. Um, the only other thing that I'm going to say is I'm on the road and the recruiting stuff that I'm doing right now is going to keep me out of the loop for Monday, but I will be back at it on Tuesday at some point in the afternoon. I'll be back in Florida and I'll be everything be back to normal. Um, the college football playoff is the big thing with the committee. I've been hinting at that. This is the first week. I thought it was next week, but this is the first week they're doing it. I have no idea what Florida State is going to be. None in terms of where they're going to be ranked. I've heard about 50 opinions on it, so I'm as blind as you. If anybody wanted to message me, I have no idea. I, I don't I don't trust anything with the, uh, the playoff committees or anything else because everybody's human. They have their own opinion. So their opinion, while may, unbiased probably for the most part, everybody has a little bit, and they just have different perceptions. Is it an eye test or is it the resume test like – Ohio State's got arguably the three best wins in the country, but there's no way they're number one. And I saw one person rank them first. I'm sorry, they're not the best team, but depends on how you want to grade it. So that's something we're going to talk about from Wednesday on. I'll be pretty heavy on this show, but Monday I'm not going to be around. This will be the only show between now and Tuesday. At some point when I get back into Florida on Tuesday, I'm going to do a show by Tuesday evening. So Anyway, everybody have a great day. Thank you very much and uh, take care. Be safe.